0: Okay, I, I, I want to give a shkats again to, to my dear friends, to David and to Davi, to, Devi, to op, <coughs> open up the house for us for Shemesh Simcha Nachis and Baruch in each room, and all of us together Simchas. Now we're actually winding down the Sefer, which means that we're just ready to start. <laughs> and, and page one, page Sadik Tes the bottom of the page, at the bottom of the page. From these examples that we've been going over and talking about, about how to bring Hashem's Isbrochen into every single minute of our lives. These are examples. These are examples. Obviously, you can't grab everything at one time. You have to be very, very careful to go gradually. To There's a, a rule in the Gemara and Chazal that if you try to grab onto too much, then you don't end up having anything. It doesn't work. You have to, you have to be careful to go one step at a time. we for talking about opening the heart. We're talking about opening the heart. The heart, the heart doesn't trust. The heart is very, very cautious. You could believe in a, in one day in twenty different things. You could change your mind a hundred times in a day. But the heart is very, very cautious, and, and it's not easily transformed. So it, it has to sink in. It takes time. It has it requires constant and steady work. <speaking> That every single thing, that to get used to this way of living, that whatever you're doing, and anything that you're involved in, that He should, that he should help you, and that you should be Matzliach. Heini when it comes to trying to fix something that's broken, or if you're preparing a meal, next page, or if you have to go someplace, and you have to reach that place by a certain time if you're going to buy something when you're looking for to learn with and so on until you become accustomed to this and this becomes natural for you that your mouth and your thoughts or your thoughts are constantly in a feel. Prat. and to be thinking about Hashem's baruch, every single detail. B'khal eisa, b'khal sho, at all times. Zay, chayim. And in this way you'll you'll become more and more attached to the life of all life. ad <laughs> This is itself a wondrous eitza, wondrous advice. Yes even though certainly, certainly davening has the power, davening has the power to bring a child to a a woman who God forbid is barren, and to heal the sick, and to open up, a Shafa uh, to open up a tremendous Shafa uh, Bracha and Painasa and physical things and and spiritual things. Davening has unbelievable kaih. And through Davening a person can can acquire can re- anything that's good. Kalmila Mila means everything that's good through Davening. But now listen carefully, it's important to me. Kalmlaqam nevertheless. Lahavan a person has to understand these are all fringe benefits of davening that's not why we daven that's not the aside of tefillah these are pleasant potential fringe benefits from tefillah but that's not the aside of davening to ask for things it's perfectly wonderful and it's part of our tefillah but it's not the tachlis of tefillah. Ulam m'ikha pnimius However, the ikha milas pnimius ha tefillah, the inner inner milah of davening, he shal yodai shal yodah ha adam yochlus kasher ule dabig bechayeh chayim akadosh The inner tachlis of tefillah is a through davening. A person can be miskasher and be attached to the life of all life. To Baruch Hu. A person must remember when he's davening for something. When he, when he needs something. When he's davening for something. He has to remember. Whether he's davening for something that's spiritual. Or he's diving for something that's a Gashmi that's physical. Mahi ha what is in this act of davening that I'm now that I'm now undertaking, what is the ika of this tvila? In other words, even if a person's asking for something even if a person is asking for something that that that's that's spiritual, something a davening, if you can there's something that's right, but he has to remember. ha what is the icka? What is the inner inner tachlis of all tvila? the truth is it's the entire secret of life in this world this is the side of all of life to always be able to see what is the Iker and what is the tafel what is the main thing and what is the secondary thing that's the biggest 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 side in this world is to know what is the Iker and what is the tafel When a person knows that, then everything else in life falls into place. What's the Iker and what's the Tafel? To have the priorities in the right order. And to understand what is the main point of this that I'm now doing and what is the Tafel? What's the main point of having children? and What's the secondary point of the kids and all the other things that follow? What's the main point of getting married? What's the main what's the icker of learning Torah? what's the, what's the ik what's the reason that we eat what's the reason to earn a us what's the ik that question always is constantly in a person's mind what is the ik what is the main point and what's the secondary thing and it's okay to to it's okay to want the secondary thing just like it's okay to want to have nice things that's okay that''s, that's fine. the version that naches should have nice things but what's the ik And when a person mixes up the iqa and the tafel, so then all of life becomes a big, big, big bilbil becomes terribly confused. Lirais, b'chal davah sa'ikav sa'tafel. U'la'aylam lirais, b'chal davah, b'chal inyin. But this is the side of life. To see in every single thing in life. B'chal or b'chal inyin. B'chal davah, b'chal inyin. As hasagas hakirvas Hashem, to to see in everything in life the Iker. and the Iker is, how is it possible through this moment, how is it possible through this particular event that I'm living through, how is it possible for me to acquire a, the Baruch how is it possible for me to draw closer to the Baruch and we're going to see the next part that's coming up, which is a difficult part of the at the end, this this list. The next section that talks about being God fearing. Yeras Hashem, which is not a popular topic these days. Yashamah, even being afraid of punishment. Even being fearful of punishment, God forbid. That that too. Punishment, Khhlila. All of that is only, only for the taplas of kivus Hashem of being close to Hashem. Everything. And when a person approaches life knowing that that's the ikr. everything, kivus Hashem. That's the ikr. That's the sechus of bechal that we're learning very very in the first time. Does the Iker, the essence of everything, the main point of everything. The Iker Shul That's why you see that in the parish, which we now open, Seyfah Vayikra was starting in So the Torah begins Vayikra, Vayikra al Maisha, Vaydabah Shema'illah that Moshe Rabbeinu every moment of his life was was waiting to hear and waiting and trying to understand what does the British wants want from me and therefore he was to hear Vayikra El-Morish this talks about this at the beginning Vayidabra Hashem that little Aleph you know the Vayikra is written with a small Aleph in the sefer Torah the Aleph Ziira, it's called the small Aleph there are many many explanations why it's written with a tiny Aleph. The Aleph always means Hashem, who is the aluf, of Elokim, the master of the world is the Aleph. The little Aleph means that when a person lives in this world, the words Vayikar, Vagyud Kuf if you will study Rashi at the beginning you'll see, that means the word without the Aleph, Vayikar, is the word Mikra. What does Mikra mean? It
1: means a chance. It
0: means that they there is no. There is no Rabbanu Shalom in everything. That's that's the way of Vav Yuh Kufresh, that's the way of Bilam HaRashat, it says him, Rashi brings Daniel see That little Aleph that's, that everything in the world contains is the Rabbanu Shalom. And since Moshe Rabbeinu, all, all he wanted every moment of his life was to be able to hear how Hashem is calling to him from what appears to be all of the mikrim all of the chances of life all of the circumstances of life he was looking for the little aleph hidden which is all the big aleph which is everything and that's why he was that he heard Hashem speaking to him in other words the Barashalom is speaking to all of us all the time and every single thing that we see and everything we experience the Barashalom is speaking to us it's that little aleph but but it doesn't get to the next it's Vayikra El each and every one of us but Vayidab HaShem elov to be Zorche to actually hear Hashem speak in an open way like He spoke to Vayishra that's only if every minute of your life you're trying to you're trying to focus and hear how is Hashem in this moment Vayishra lived that way and because Vayishra lived that way He was Zorche for the rest of the pasuk Vayidabra HaShem elov. Hashem spoke to him and the, it, Hashem took off the cover and spoke to me Hashem is speaking to us every second everything that we see everything we experience Hashem speaking to us but we don't know it's, it's, it seems to us like Vayikar without the Aleph it seems like it's a Mikra kacha, things happen like this like that but really it's every single second and that's the in Shalhadava everything else Everything else are just outgrowths, the secondary points to the to the Iker. and the ikir is, is attachment to God. Therefore, especially when it comes to davening, which davening is the most is the most open act in our lives of trying to get close to Hashem. Davening is pure. Is a pure reaching out to the Barnes Shalom. And other things, it's not like you don't see it, you know, whatever, you do this, message, you do that, message, so you could say it's nice, it's good, it has this reason, that reason. Tfila, the whole Indian tefillah is to talk to the Barnes Shalom, is to have a kesher with the Barnes Shalom. So you might forget that that's the Ikkar, and you might get lost in the secondary thing, which is to ask for different things, to ask for health, and Panosa, and the and children, and Rukhni is even, you know, Rukhni's thing. So you might forget the iker, and get lost in the tofel. You might forget the main point and get lost in the secondary point. Shekol Tzirosa, umohusa husa, huo dibor makadosh The whole essence of tefill, of davening, is speaking to Hashem, is a kesher with Hashem. Kesher makadosh barucho. Kirval makadosh barucho, closeness makadosh barucho, hudveikus makadosh barucho, an attachment makadosh barucho. Zu avaydes ha'odam. This is the Avaida of a person in this world. Don't drown in what you're asking for. Don't get lost in your requests. Don't think that that's the ikr. Asking and being answered, that's not the ikr. The mahus of tefillah, the essence of tefillah, and the tachlis of Tvila is conversing with him and being close to him. That's the essence of tefillah. Could be that. Will come from that. Will come this bracha, this, that bracha. That's not the tachlis. Same thing when it comes to being <coughs> attached to a tzaddik. The tachlis is not what can I get from this tzaddik. What so the tachlis is the and his kashurus the tzaddik, being attached to a tzaddik that's the main thing can there be fringe benefits? sure take off the tamad and bracha yes of tzaddik wherever he went everything was matzalich but that's not the, that's not the reason to go to a tzaddik the tzaddik the tzaddik is to the tzaddik that's why there are the, people that they never ever ever have any shaykhs or are interested at all in a tzaddik except God forbid if they need something or something health or something like that a panosa, then then they go to the type. but there's no there's no kesha there's no kashas to the tzadik and they're only seeking the tofel they're seeking the secondary thing not the tzadik which by being attached to the tzadik one is attached to the toakadosh baruch lakach nikras tzvila tzvila therefore the word tzvila itself in loshna kardesh in in Hebrew tefillah means attachment it means being entangled entangled attached in Russian naftuli lukim neftalti like with with our holy mothers with the imahos the rochli the, meynu the name Nastali whoever has the name Nastali has tremendous karekhas of tefillah Nastali has the name tefillah has the word tefillah in it and it means I've become involved and tangled and bound in Naftuli Elohim Naftalti. Shulashan Dveikas, which is a lotion of attachment. Kemeshikasub is as it's written in Svaram Akadashim. Ripnashi is, Since that is the whole inner point of Tfila, his kashu says, Dabkus bakarishbar, attachment. When a person is speaking to Hashem, there are two possible ways of speaking to Hashem. There are two ways of speaking to Hashem. To speak to Hashem, Lashonist, in English you say third person like he, right? Or who? In Hebrew it's who? He. In other words, you're not speaking I to you, but you're speaking about him. That's In Davening we have many? We have many Lashonists of, of who? Of Nistar. and Hebrew it's called Nistar. It means that it's not, you're not, the person's not... You're not talking to him, you're talking about him. That's one way to Daven. base, Shimadav Makarishboch Naichach. Attu. The second way of Tvila is speaking Blosh Naichach, that means when he's right in front of you and you're saying atah, Bok atah, You. W well, Bahamas of course, Sh ikataklis at Kitsirosa, the Ikatachlis of Daving in its in its perfected way, in its greatest way, hula such imkainai blosh is to speak to Hashem in that way of neichach, direct, at you. Not just the word that you, the words that you use, but the feeling, and that 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 awareness. But to speak in a way of neichach. When you, he's not talking that just about the words that you say in the siddur, but in your own feelings, to be able to actually feel that sense of closeness and weakest that you could, in a comfortable way, without feeling strange. To be able to say you. You. And to talk to him like you're talking to somebody that's with you. Even though at the beginning, zakash ma'ayid, it's very hard. It's not hard to say this. You just say, but it's hard to begin speaking that way on your own. Using your own words. V'abshha betchila ma'ayid you know there are people that it's very, it takes a long time for them to make eye contact even between one person and another person and that's when the person is in the flesh sitting in front of you there are people who have a very hard time just to, to make eye contact so they could say the word you but they can't be with you and when it comes to Kodesh Baruch Hu, it's very very hard <speaking in Hebrew> why? for obvious reasons You're saying, you know, your whole life when you say the word "you," the person you're saying that to is sitting in front of you, right? You're with the person that you're that you're addressing. He's in the room. That person's there, and you know the person, and you're looking at the person. so when you when you when you're speaking to somebody directly, and he's not there, in a way that you could see you don't feel and you don't feel that Hashem is sitting there with you, and we can't and we can't have a vision or a picture, and all of our lives are led in that place of visualizing It's so hard. But now you see that people walk around machines talking in in mid air, thin air,
1: right? <laughs> An
0: amazing thing. When I first saw it, when I first saw it, I, I, I was driving so this and there was a person walking on the street and I didn't see even anything. It must be like really like a little thing or something. I didn't see anything, and he was just like you know talking. But he looked, you know, there are people. There are a lot of people that do that, you know. But he looked like but he looked like he was a, otherwise like a regular guy. He was put together. Because, you know, some people that do that, they look a little bit different. But he looked like a regular guy. And he was just talking in thin air. And then in the car, now it's 30 different parts. You know, people people uh, are talking and you don't see to who? To who are they talking to? They have the hook of their phone and you don't even see. They're not looking at anybody. The whole Indian of a telephone is really something that, that it's so we take it so much for granted, it's so obvious to us, but our our ancestors with a foot, it's the strangest thing to talk to somebody without being with that person. And it is strange. It's a very strange, unnatural thing, the telephone. It's very strange. But in this respect a person a person at least can get used to talking to somebody in a direct way, even though the person's not here. The person could be in Australia. The person could be in, in, in South America in Europe or in SSL. And you're talking to somebody and you're saying, you this and how are you and how's this and that. There's nobody there in the room. Which our our say, is not probably just look at you out of your mind. <laughs> you're, talking to, you're talking to them. And there's nobody there. And we spend a lot of our lives doing that. It's a very, very sad thing. The whole thing of the telephone is very, very sad. But that's—it's also good if you could someone's far away. You could talk to them. That's nice, right? It's a, it's a, there's a milut to it that you could speak to someone that's far away. Otherwise, in the old days, you wouldn't see that person for years, right? So there is a milut to it in that way. But it's chaval. It's chaval. Hashem wants us all to be together and has ourselves seeing each other, and talking <laughs> directly, not—not not, uh, you know the you know the real the, the real in the Israeli in the Hebrew dictionary. You know that the, of course every Israeli says over telephone, but there is in Ben Yehuda's dictionary. There is a word in Hebrew for telephone. You know what it is? What's it called in the... You don't know in the dictionary? Listen to what a sad word it is. Sach Rachok means speaking from a distance. Sach Rachok That's what it says in the dictionary. Nobody in the world says that. But that's what it it is called. Sach Rachok means having a conversation from a distance. Which is not the way that the world's supposed to be but we could be masig at least what can we take from that, what can we learn from that that it's possible to speak to somebody mamish and the person could be on the other side of the world and not even on this planet they have now you could be even somewhere else and you could speak to somebody directly even without seeing the person so it's very hard for us, we're not used to that still even with, even with the telephone it's very hard for us to get used to that because we don't feel that there's that, that, that the British, where is he? What is he? Still A kind of person must get used to that. And Over the course of time, slowly, Hashem will help him, That you will over time, unquestionably, begin to feel the closeness of Hashem. If you talk that way, not just the davening, that you can just, you just rattle off, but if you talk that way, there's no question that you'll begin to feel. This too has to be done gradually. It takes time. It's okay in the beginning. You'll be more comfortable speaking about him in the third person. May help me, and Yehi and so on. Well, whatever the is, but not. It'll be easier for you not to create that immediacy and 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 and, and overwhelming presence because you might run away from that. So in the beginning, he says to break in. It might be it takes some time to speak the Lashonista in the third person. Who? He and only a little bit a little bit you try in the beginning in that direct way in 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 the in the second to speak to hashem at you many times many times in the, over the years we spoke about the 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 song whatever that was the poem do a song to my doodler it was one of the most beautiful things in the whole world because in Yiddish there's a, there's a name they used to call in Europe David a nickname for David was Dudala A was a name for David so the B'dayshar had the B'dayshar had a song Dudala which is which means Hashem but he was saying the word Dudala from the word in Yiddish Du or uh, the would say the Russians would say da. Right, do means means you, Dudala. Right, you, you only you, everything, Mizrach do, Ma'ariv do. There's nothing. He says, a song to my Dudala." That's how the Veditch spoke. Only you, to be able to speak in such a direct way. So slowly he says, Laat laat. Slowly, as you begin to get more use to to speaking directly, you could expand. You know, you could branch out a little bit, and you could work on this more. Until eventually, all your all of your all of the talking to Hashem will be v'lashanayichah, will be will be direct. The kala hargish as boiroi kenech mamish, and you'll be to feel the Creator with you, mamish. Mamish in front of you, with you. There was a, I saw in a Seifer that there was a, there was a Yid, there was a Yid, he wasn't a, a rabbit, it was a, a Yid, a Pashti Yid, it was Pashti, he wasn't so to obviously, but there, there was a Jew in Baranovich that he was a slalom or This this true, and the Goyim used to call him the guy used to call him Maisha Shevisinik the Goyim called him Maisha Shevisinik the guy used to call Jews in Europe Mashka, everybody was Maisha or Mashka, whatever your name was you your Mashka but this one they called Mashke or Maisha Shevisinik why? because he was always screaming Shivisa HaShonanek Bishamit the Bani Shalom is here with me every second so the guy would call him Maisha Shevisinik that's what they call him and he has descendants that they already have the last name Shevisinik because the Ga'im called him Shevisinik that's what they were they, and it says in the Safer that he used to he used to scream across the street he'd be walking in Varanavs across the street and he would scream out to another Jew he would start to scream out what's the matter with you don't you know that there's a Rabban Shalom he'd just scream out like this he would talk to everybody he'd scream out what's the matter with you there's a, don't you know that there's a Rabban Shalom he's here don't you know and he would call out to people that all the Gaim of Branevich called him so he wasn't so punished. But that was a, a Jew, a type of a Jew that was once in the world, such a Jew, the The person feels constantly. this he This is the inner point of all of life. This avaida. Of changing Hashem from being something distant to something present. That's the Avaida. from who to atah. All of life is that Avaida. changing him from changing from him to you, so you can live that way. <speaking in Hebrew> It is the tachlis of man's existence in this world. Lichyais im bayrei is to live together with his creator, to live with the bayrei. The lochos shachadosh baruch hu needs of mamish mamish, and to feel every second the chadosh baruch hu is standing together with you mamish mamish. Ovemis Shizum and hapudah avaydais hakoshes shiyesh. This is a very hard avay. It takes a long time. It's very hard. As the words, as the Ramchal says, right? What makes it so hard? Because our senses contradict that reality. Our senses, our physical senses of seeing and hearing and smelling and touching, and all of that contradicts this reality that it's Him that's with you. And since we're so bound from the time we were in the world, we react to everything and we respond to everything with our physical senses. And here we have to we have to engage another part of ourselves which is the heart. And we don't we don't know how to do that. It's very hard for us. We're we're always surrounded by by things that that excite our senses, our eyes, our ears and so on. So for us to be able to be Living in this way of atav, so the Ramchal says, shachush soyisulzer. One's senses contradict this reality of God. The senses contradict it. I don't see. I don't hear. I don't smell. I don't touch. I don't, I, don't, I don't taste. I don't know what that is. And since our whole way of relating to the world is through these chushim, these senses, and Hashem is not found by using those senses. You can go your whole life without ever, ever using that other part of yourself that has the ability to to feel His presence and to know His presence. However, when a person gets more and more used to this, slowly but consistently, certainly unquestionably, Hashem will help. And in the end, you will certainly feel Hashem with you. You'll be able to converse and speak to the as one speaks to his close friend. As Ramchal writes there, in the beginning, it feels very strange. You feel it feels very far from your Sensibilities of what's normal and what's acceptable. (inaudible) However, (inaudible) the more that a person gets used to this, that what? That his entire day revolves around Hashem. Not like you just have Hashem... Once a couple times a day, you make a bracha or a daven once in a while, or you a Shabbos once. In a while, but that your entire life revolves around Hashem, your entire day. And you get into the habit that throughout the entire day, you speak to Hashem, as we explained. Over time, it becomes much easier, and it makes your life. Much more beautiful. The next page. You carve out the void that and you become much, much closer to this exalted way of serving Hashem. Lachush as bayrei, can neichach li adam mamish. To sense, to feel Hashem, can neichach li mamish. Right next to you, with you. And to be able to speak to him all the time. Like one would speak to one's friend. In absolute simplicity. In a simple way to speak to Hashem. In your own words. In the most natural way. The way that you would speak to someone that you love. In the most natural way. Not contrived. Not reading from some place. Not thinking up things to say. Just tivius. Gemur completely natural this is the way of life of the great ones throughout all the generations this is how they lived this is how they lived not just great but Jewish men and women that's how they lived we spoke about that many times they felt mamish they felt Shakarbo from each of the other Mamish Mamish. The Help Rashem Mammish Mamish was there with them together. This is this this is the way the Jews lived, diarrheas, how people lived. This next section is difficult. You have a printing mistake. It says vav
1: It's
0: supposed to be, of course, a yud. Yud reish alafay. Yira means it's not supposed to be a vav. yud reish alafay. Yira means fear of Hashem. Now, by now we already see that this the author of the sefer is not only an unbelievable neshamah, but he's also very smart, and and that's why yira comes at the end of the sefer even though the beginning of being a servant of God is being God-fearing, right? It's the beginning. But the main reason why a lot of the Hever never end up getting to be close to Hashem is because their teachers started talking about Yerot Hashem. The conversation, the lessons began with Yerot Hashem. But you see how after an entire sefer of dveikus and closeness and love and attachment, so now He's gently going to bring us into the into the into the simple, simple shot of what it means to be a God fearing Jew. Yerusa Shot. The, e the nicest thing he'd say about a Jew is Yereshamay. What does it mean, Yur? What does it mean? You know, even when I when I when I'm giving Shiram and it comes up the words come up your sham, we're learning something. It used to be that you could say fear of God. But but years ago I had a person, this goes back over 20 years ago, that was so shaken by that term, fear of God, that I became afraid to use it, when translating, I became afraid, so I would say to reveal Hashem, to be in awe of Hashem, you know, I became afraid to use it, because fear, it, it, it set off many negative things, it could be that this person had, they had, you know, things in, in, in his past, whatever, right? so... It's better to, you know, to use the word to be a God-fearing person. And what does it mean? Fear of Hashem. We have such such terrible negative associations with fear. We dread being afraid. Being afraid is something which is only negative to to, to The way we were the way we were raised, and the way that we think, being afraid is, is terrible. So to be afraid of God. If that's the first lesson, then it oftentimes it's the last lesson. <laughs> if it's the first lesson, which is really a lot of, uh, I mean, but a lot of the chevrayim hearing growing up. I don't know about the girls, but the boys a lot, a lot, a lot of this. Yeah. But when a person learns Yeres shemaim what it means, lahava uli What does it mean? Love and fear. And only one who learns and understands and feels love knows the healthy way (coughs) of fearing God and a healthy and holy way to be God-fearing. It's a fear that doesn't paralyze. It's a fear that doesn't destroy. It's a fear that gives life. It's a fear that draws one closer. And only learning about the Vekas Basham, that's why it's so sad that there are so many talks that the children here growing up shmuzna, things that they learn and hear that are about Yerushalayim, but they never ever had the shmuzin about veikas b'shem and attachment and love so they just hear a year shemaim. and you know that tzaddik that gave that you know they wrote that in the sefer he was if from him it was coming in the holiest way. Right. But, but when it's being set over and it's being taught and it's a kid and he's hearing these things about fear about fear so then any time he hears the word being afraid a year it, it sets off such a negative thing the a person so at this point, we have to be able to. We're ready to be able to deal with this in, a, in the right way. Of what it means to be God fearing and not to be, not to be afraid to speak about fear. What that means, On the most basic level, The foundation and the root of that of the structure of the building that's called the Jew. Hu yiras ha'aynesh. It's supposed to be yiras ha'aynesh. Fear of punishment. It's a very basic thing. From, because in, in, in that state of immaturity there's very little else that will keep a person from destroying his life. Other than the fear of punishment. The... The anticipation of reward and the fear of punishment. USINAS. For the for the immature mind and heart, there must be a feeling that I have to answer to someone and that there is and that there are consequences. There are negative, unappealing consequences to behavior that's not good, right? Or else you can't be mechanech yourself or anybody else. So, yirasa fear of punishment, meaning of the consequences of misdoings and so on, that's very basic in the vision the of a person, of, 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 a, of building up a person from scratch when he's a little kid. That's, that's very basic. Fear of punishment. Hanirkus this is called in the svarmakadashim, Yira Tatar, the lower level of fear. Of course, that's not the high, highest level of mature Yire Shemayim. But it's the lower level of fear. It's necessary. But this too has to be properly understood. That's called yira Tatar. Lumas Yires and Hanikos yira Iloh. Of course, the higher, ideal Tachlis of fear is Yires Haireimimus, that Amchal calls a sense of God's exaltedness, to be in awe of, of His greatness, and that that keeps a person in line. That's called Yira Ilah, the higher Yira. Now, the fear of punishment is itself divided into two categories. Nachlakis l'shnei Aleph, the punishments beyond this world such as Gehennem which is what they call Gehenna, everybody knows Gehennem but it, it, being punished with all kinds of punishments after this world Gehennem that's one that's one type of of years of being afraid of the punishments beyond death days can, kan Ba'ar Bi Yisferu The second is the fear of being punished by God while being in this world. Not to be punished while being in the world. We'll first talk about this most unpopular topic. But now, as Hashem, we're ready to to talk about it in a normal way. Yisur Mb-Shamayim the suffering beyond the beyond death after death gehenna which is called gehenna knias in order to truly acquire a fear of of punishment in the afterlife it's hard it's difficult there's a certain problem for so who like one of the tzaddikim said, if we would see Gehanim with our eyes, it's like it's the same problem we we're talking about before. Since with our eyes and our ears we don't see or hear Gehanim. so you know you don't get so scared about something that's, uh, that you don't see or hear. You just don't get that scared about it. So since we don't see it of the Sadikim said, if we would see Gehenim, he says, but and, and just and, and and if we would and if we would hear about the Shavid Musa, the Sefer that talks about Gehenim, we would be God fearing Jews. He said, if we would hear about the Shuk, about the marketplace. Our problem is that that we actually see the marketplace and we only read about Gehenna. If we would see Gehenim and read about the market, meaning the street, then we'd be good Jews. But Rhysman, you put us into a world where we see the street with all its filth. And we only hear or read about Gehenna. Right? Or are told that there is such a place as yeah. Gehenna. I should tell the Nachman said that that, he, that, Nachman said that, uh, that when he looks at this world, he only sees Gehenna. So he says it's a strong worship. In this world, that's Gehenna. He says, says Oylem hazah He said he didn't see it. He heard, Rabbi Nachman said he heard that there's something called Oylem hazah but all he sees is Gehenna. let he says. Therefore, a person, since a person doesn't really see Gehenna, and he usually, like, when he, he tries to picture it, he thinks of, like, some, some, you know, horrible, you know, uh, Christian medieval painting or something that he saw in, in some textbook, you know, some art book. Like, those horrible paintings in Dante, and you know, the rest of those sick morbid crazy people so we don't know what them, you know what does that mean so it's very so therefore a person you know you, their punishment is in the next world if there's something very gishmak in this world and it looks like it's and, 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 and you're going to have it right now so to be able to resist the temptation because of something like you know that you don't even know what it is and where and who, so you figure, I'll deal with it when I get there. You know,
1: I'll,
0: I'll, I'll deal with it when I get. there I don't know. I, right now, this is this looks good. Yeah, but what about so your friend says yeah, but what about yeah, I don't know what about afterwards? What do you do? This is okay. I'll, I'll try. That. Like my father always says, you have to find in an exit, right? A Jew always has to find a way out. My father always says that. You know, remember what I would say I don't know what's going to be there. My father says you would always have to have an exit. So there's always a way. So you figure, so no, even after this world, in the naitz, figure out a right? In this world, right now, I see this, I like this. This sounds like it's good. This looks good. So what about Gehanim? I never saw Gehanim, I see this. Okay. So it's very, very hard that Yiras should, that, Ayna that should be something that works, especially that we, over time. In our times, they're much more sophisticated. So our ancestors, the Talmud was very positive thing the Also Gehanim was. They, didn't, they never saw horror movies, you know. So, they were very unsophisticated and very simple. And, and, and to them it was all very, very real. Even though there were a lot, of, a lot of it was was, was fantasy and not rooted in the Sarmakadashim. But it kept them in line. Because they were very, very superstitious. Mm-hmm. And simple in that way. And they had strong emunah. And, and they saw the fires of Gehenna. Not that there are physical house or so, but they saw that re- that that what they imagined again, to be, they saw it in front of their eyes. And it made the choice of the type of this world It made choosing that seductive reality of this world much less appeal when you when you really feel and see and and, and, and can sense the aunish the punishment it's become much more hard it's become much more difficult to feel that way therefore you're not afraid that's the nature of the body isn't it amazing a person can smoke can destroy his body a person can eat the most horrible foods the most, the most horrible foods you know what my daughter says when I'm having some of the skin from the chicken you know
1: so I have, I have.
0: It's Xavier that at every time I'm in the house I have at least one daughter that makes my life crazy with these things. So she says, "Daddy, you know, you know what you're doing right now." I said, "I'm just, I'm having a piece of chicken. She says, That's not what you're doing. You, Daddy, you're killing yourself. She says, a piece of chicken. she's not the skin. You know what that is?" And she starts to describe because she's, she's studying stuff. she starts to, describe to me like it sounds. It sounds very bad. Like when she describes. It. But, you know, tastes good, and you don't see it. you don't see that, and the goof the goof is not impressed. the body, the nature of the body is not to be impressed if it doesn't see something. So uh, suddenly so you go and the doctor will show you something like they'll put onto the thing with the light and say, "Look at look what's going on?" you know yeah, And it says the same thing as my daughter and you know, you're killing yourself, and this is what's going on. And you say, "Oh wow, that, that, you know they that, look, that what, what is that? So, that's bad, that's very, very bad. what you're looking at that's very bad. But then when he turns it off, so it's not big anymore. <laughs> and then you go back home, and the and the, and the ch- chicken is good again, but there's no pictures anymore, right? So it's the tab of a person that if they don't see something, then they're not misbehaving. They're not in this ball from it. They are not me. they don't get they don't get crazy from. It. You remember La Habla Olaf there? lost there was a famous novel by another person that was very very deranged, but there's a you remember the picture of Dorian Gray? Some of you might recall that book. It's a big Musa Haskell. It's a very, very upsetting book. But where there is such a is that every single time that a person doesn't avail, it shows up on his portrait, right? That portrait that, that somehow that 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 um, that can cannot conceal what's going on inside the person in his inner life and what he what he's up to this avair is avairus. And it shows up on the of course, in the book, he became obsessed with that, and he got more and more, he buried himself more and more. It was the portrait of Dorian Gray, is that, or the picture of The what was it called? The
1: portrait, the portrait of... of Dorian
0: Gray. He became more and more and more obsessed with.
1: You get obsessed with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and and the big, you know, you see that every Aveira, every Aveira, like, it, it, it shows up. It shows up. And, and, and then a person sees it, it's such a powerful thing. But stam, the Teva of the Gurd, of course, is if you don't see it, you're not afraid of it. And people tell you but it's bad for you, it's bad for you. you know, it can be intelligent people, but they're smoking, and they say, what are you doing? Don't you want to be with your family? Don't you love your children? What's the matter? Are you smoking? Are you, crazy? you know, So they'll say things like, what do you mean, that? I know somebody, my grandmother smoked, she, she lived, you know, 114.
1: <laughs> but,
0: but these are crazy things to say. These are crazy, you say. The, I mean, that's not the common, uh, that's not the common uh, macias of a person that's smoking like that. But you would say such a thing, because you don't see it. You don't see what it does. You don't see the, 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 the damage that it causes and what's happening. You don't, you don't live with that in a way that you could see. So the of the guf, it's the terror that the guf is not afraid of something that it doesn't see if a person will be very very pure and very refined can you imagine a very big tzaddik was so pure that you would be able to sense and feel like big tzaddik and to see to see with, his, with the eyes of his soul the punishments in Shemayim the terrible anguish of, of a person after this world God forbid that, that makes you afraid makes you afraid Since there are only very few people that are Zoyche for such a level to be so pure to be able to see beyond this world to see with their souls was taking place beyond this physical world and those are people who already were afraid of... How did they come to such Madre? Because they were already were God-fearing and afraid of sin before they came to such a level that they were able to actually see it. Therefore, none of us could expect to ever see this. That's not a way that we're going to become uh, fearful of punishment by seeing things. We're just not going to get any... Audiovisual presentations—it's not going to happen. Therefore, the main, of course, right that people like us can be masik can can think about and comprehend is only with the mind. By envisioning in the mind. But then again, we're not really quite sure what to envision. It could be all kinds of Gaisha pictures and things that you know we don't know that, that means punishments and These things. We're learning right now these past two weeks in the the Friday morning, not the Rav Cook, but the six o'clock Shia from the from the from the where the tzaddik, the Ish-Kaddish, he paints an unbelievable, unbelievable picture of of a person being sick and then leaving this world with chazals and everything, and what he sees and what's going on in eyes. Uh, it's, we did it once around six years ago in the Bnei Machshav HaTarul, five years ago, where the Rebbe helped <coughs> to, to paint an accurate picture from Chazals and from the Zayar Kodesh of what happens when a person dies. What, 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 what does a person see the moment of death? And that whole experience of feeling of feeling being lowered in the grave and then the worms and the, everything else, it describes it in very, 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 great, de- great detail. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a pachat. It's a mam'sha pachat. But... We don't know how to envision things properly, and we don't know all those chazals. So that's why, at least if we, at least if we look in the writings of Etzadik, Etzadik so is, is is teaching us what, what is taught from Chazal about about what what those things are about, what it means. And again, even then, it's only a little bit, and how much you have to be careful. If somebody that's somebody that's not emotionally well or imbalanced that can cause a terrible, terrible brokenness. That's why, as I said, it's at the end of the sefer, and he's going to show us how it is in a healthy and good and positive way. And all this is the tactless of Hashem's love and to be closer to Hashem, everything. is only kirvas elokir. Only Kiras That The mind has such an ability, by to actually envision what it's like. And this can bring a person to to fear. but unfortunately is There are very few in our generation. have such a powerful kaych to envision and to imagine. In a, in a healthy way, like the P.S.S. That's why, if you, that's why, when we we're helped by the tzaddikim in this way, the <speaking in Hebrew> to make it so clear. until was a could have such an influence to be able to have a feeling of your ainish. Like right, now we're getting it's getting late, so what we'll do is we're going to we're going to stop here, and then we're, we're going to talk we're gonna next time about. More about how a whole tachless, a whole of, of Yira, of course, is only that we should be able to, is only that we should be able to, 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 to feel and to sense more and more of that closeness to Khashoggi, not Chasu to, to be afraid, but to, to feel more of his kindness.